You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hey there. I'm so glad you're here, whether this is your first episode with me or you've been here for a while. I'm really glad, as always, to be connecting with you somewhere in the ether. I know that at this point, when this episode airs, we're already a month into the fall season, so you might be like, seriously, Steph, talking to me about soothing the fall season? (laughs) Well beyond that need. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Uh, But you know what? This information is never old or too late. There is always time for soothing, no matter how far you are in the other direction. I'm hoping that by this point, if you were experiencing in your personal life big changes, you know, from the you know, start or middle of August or maybe into the start of September, whether that was to your schedule or to your responsibilities or, you know, maybe not yours, but somebody who lives in your house or is in your close circle. I'm hoping that if there were any big changes, that that all has settled or at least begun to settle down or you've kind of found your way through the newness of it. Um, maybe some other stuff have come up in your personal life. You know, obviously there continues to be so much that is happening um, outside of our communities, um, outside of our own countries and around the world. Um, Remembering that wherever it is that you find yourself, whatever challenge it is that you find yourself in, if there is one, a reminder that's really important that I find that I don't remind myself of often enough is that it's not permanent. It will shift. And the biggest reminder that I try to give myself is that the bigger the energy is in nature or the bigger the changes you're facing or the bigger the energy is that you are feeling, especially if it comes to feeling imbalanced, not balanced, right? then the smaller and more defined your practices, your self-care practices need to be, your mental hygiene practices, right? All of the things. You might say it needs to be more efficient, maybe, but really just simplified. So I want to jump right into a conversation about fall because while it may not feel this way, Fall is nature's natural downshift. And I think that the reason it doesn't feel this way is because of the way we live our lives in Western culture. As always, I can only speak to American culture because I've only ever lived in the United States. I am always interested, those of you who live outside of the United States or have spent significant time outside of the United States, what this is like in other areas of the world. Um, But I think part of the reason why we struggle 
not only, and not all of us struggle, right? But those of us who do struggle uh, this time of year, it's because society is still going. (laughs) Like breakneck speed, right? Like so fast because there's this feeling of we got to get everything done before the last two weeks of, of December when it's culturally, American culture, that is, acceptable to slow down if you have the privilege to do so, right? So it's like we've got to either make up the money we didn't make earlier or we've got to make sure that we've got everything, T's, uh, I always get this wrong, I's dotted, T's crossed, I almost did it the other way around, right? Like there is just all this. And I know for me, like in my family, my family is busy right now. It's so much. And so it, it, when I, I often chuckle, honestly, because it's like nature's natural downshift, but life and society <laughs> are not mirroring that or not in the same way, right? And also fall, I'll talk more about fall's energy, but it's also a big transitional period, right? Like I just said, I mean, we have big summer energy, vibrant summer and then we're heading into the exact opposite in winter in you know most places of the northern hemisphere anyway and that's very dark and dull compared to the vibrancy of summer and so there's also this feeling of wanting to hold on to whatever light and brightness we can especially for people who really struggle in the winter and when I say that, there's no shade, right? But for some people, winter is a really hard time for many reasons. And so if you're feeling unsettled, <laughs> I would just want to normalize that for you, whether it is normal for you to feel you know, unsettled at this time. Um, please do not discount all of the factors. Please do not discount the weight of all the factors. Please do not discount the things that you feel should not be bothering you or the things that you feel you should be doing better, please, please be kind and gentle to yourself. And I'm hoping that maybe you can just take a few exhales (laughs) right now if you're kind of feeling a certain way. You know, if, if you've been having a particularly tough time or off time, please go ahead and take a few moments and do that for yourself because it's really important. And know that anytime I offer you (laughs) an offering or a reminder, it's is as it's as much of a reminder for me as well. But anyway, or continuing on, you know, now we are a month into fall. We've shifted from that pitta energy, you know, that bright, hot, sharp intensity, um, to the dominance of the air and ether elements that brings us vata's cool energy, light and dry energy. There's a roughness sometimes, a hardness. There's a mobility and also quite unpredictable qualities in the fall as well. Now, I always say with every single season that the conversation around characteristics of the seasons really has shifted in the last five, 10 years as we have seen the effects of climate change more and more. And what used to be standard characteristics of seasons geographically, it's shifted. It really has. New Jersey here where I live has always been kind of variable in terms of like for the fall season, especially at the beginning of fall, we may still have, you know, some hot days with cooler mornings and cooler evenings. But generally by this time of year, when we're at the end of October, it's usually cool. 
But what we're seeing in the last five years or so, maybe even the ten, last 10 years, we could have 80 degrees on, on Halloween on, you know, October 31st. And that's not really normal for New Jersey. Growing up, we rarely had that. Um, but we're seeing a shift. And as a matter of fact, as I'm recording this, this week, we're heading into the mid 70s and going to be in the 80s on the weekend. Like that, that's just, you know, typically doesn't happen. And so I do want to name that, that, you know, climate change really is kind of making things not so clear. But there are pieces where, you know, we can still kind of see those general characteristics as they used to be. You might be noticing that where you are, um, there is a feeling of transformation, maybe a feeling of expansion or mobility um, that has continued on from summer because vata energy was the subtle energy of um, summertime. And now at this point, you may be living in a place where um, the leaves have begun to change color or the temperature is cooling even more. Maybe the sunlight is waning and perhaps there is a breeze or like a light wind blowing. So your tendency might be to reach for warmer drinks, maybe wearing sweaters or cozying up to underneath the blankets, even eating like heavier, richer foods, which are all actions that balance the qualities of Vata energy. You may also have a need to be productive, <laughs> which is also a characteristic of Vata energy. Um, and also, it is a natural progression after all the work you've done and the seeds you've nurtured in that first half of the year, right? And so this is kind of our final harvest uh, before the dormancy of the winter. You also might be feeling more creative or more mobile in your thoughts or the ways that you go about things, maybe less regimented, which is also a characteristic of Vata energy. Now, these things that I named, I mean, they're kind of general, right? And they may be showing up within you. Some versus others may not. You know, other qualities that I named may not be showing up for you. Also, they can show up in different kind of variations or different intensities. Like for me, it might be creativity, but for somebody else, it may be this characteristic or that characteristic. It really just depends on your dosha dominance, you know, like how <clears throat> how uh, saturated vata energy is within you um, or not, right? But a quick note, and I'm going to get more into energy today. Um, a quick note, though, I want to make sure I say this from the very beginning, that vata energy, right, we've talked about this is governed by the air and ether elements. In excess, vata energy can cause constipation, joint pain, dry skin, dry sinuses, coughs, colds, sleep loss, and anxiety, especially within those who are naturally vata and pitta dominant or anyone who's experiencing excess of either energy currently. And so as a result of that, generally speaking, calming the nervous system from the inside out and rest are going to be major players for the fall, for your well-being as you navigate your busy schedule, as you tackle your never-ending to-do list, as you tackle possibly being, nearing, um, burnout, maybe it's over, it's emotional overwhelm, mental overwhelm. I mean, the list goes on. And again, I'm not saying this flippantly at all. Please know everything I name is with deep reverence. Um, 
And so I have to ask you a question and I ask you this, for those of you who've been around for a while, I ask you this every single season. How do you want to experience this season? Yes, I know we're already a month in, but shit, you still get to decide. <laughs> and and you may take some time if you haven't done this already to, you know, consider how do you typically experience fall? And is there a pattern? And is there a pattern that you might want to break? You know, you might consider what energy do you want to take advantage of and where do you need to make shifts for better balance and where do you need support? And I recognize I'm rattling off these questions, but they're big questions that may require some time to consider. So take that time, right? It's okay if you are continuing to consider these questions even as fall continues on. It's okay. November is next week when this this airs. That's okay. Keep thinking about it. It's never too late. And so here are some general guidelines, general information about fall. When it comes to balancing fall, being at ease at, in the fall, being soothed and stable in the fall, we want to do a few main things. You want to remain nourished and resourced deeply. Mentally, emotionally, physically, and energetically. You want to remain warm, moist. I like to say that word as often as possible because I know it makes some people cringe. <laughs> that just makes me laugh because it doesn't bother me. Also, oily from the inside out. Uh, you want to stay grounded, especially in your wisdom. Hear me say that again. Stay grounded, especially in your wisdom. Calm your nervous system and prioritize rest and also slowing your roll. Pitta dominant friends, you know, my go-getters, I'm looking at you. And prioritizing routine, specifically morning rituals with an awareness throughout the day and engaging in loving relationships, especially with yourself. The keys to remember for fall are to have a mindful awareness of early signs of imbalance. And the reason is Vata energy is so fickle and imbalance can happen very quickly. And remember I said some of the signs, right? The symptoms, constipation, joint pain, dry skin, sinuses, coughs, cold, sleep loss, anxiety. Maybe just a general feeling of unsettledness, right? Also beware of doing too much. Vata dominant folks, pushing too hard, pitta dominant folks, or kapha dominant folks, avoid, you know, overdoing the moisture because then you can become lethargic. And most importantly, or I shouldn't say most importantly because they're all important, but something of else of consideration is to honor the type of energy that's present within you and adjust the practices accordingly, right? Because I'm talking about things in, in general terms because it's a Vata dominant season, so it's important to understand you know, the characteristics of the season and how they might land in you, but you are you, right? And how you are experiencing life may be different from me or anybody else. And so you've got to pay attention to you, not just take the blanket statements and say, oh, Steph said, this is what we need to be doing. No, 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 no. Pay attention to you. What's present for you? Some people who normally do not feel very lethargic are feeling very heavy these days, emotionally and mentally. And so they're having to switch their practices up because excuse me, they're just not feeling like they normally do. And for some people, it's like, you know, people are really just experiencing things in a new way at this point. 
And we're seeing, I'm seeing the need for people to really begin to shift and learn and unlearn and relearn new ways forward. So when it comes to Ayurveda self-care, I offer seven guiding principles that we examine, we journey through each season because our practices change each season based on how the energy of nature you know, comes at us. And so we're going to break down each of these over the next few weeks or so. And the first one we're going to talk about today is called living in tune with nature. And we do this in four ways. Considering yourself, your nature, as in like who you are, how you are, the energy that um, fuels all this, and how you experience the nature season. Number two, honoring the natural rhythms of the day. Third, a well-timed schedule with intentional actions to create harmony. And fourth, feeding your senses with different experiences of sights, sounds, tastes, feels, smells, etc. So when it comes to the first one, considering you and your nature and how you experience nature's season, I've talked about this quite a bit a little bit, right? Quite a bit a little bit. That made no sense. I've talked about this quite a bit already. And so if you don't know your dosha dominance, um, of course, there are quizzes that you could do online, um, but I find that they're not quite as uh, accurate as, you know, working with someone who um, can help you uncover this. And so happy to work with you to, to do that. But also just having a general sense of, you know, what's my energy typically like? You know, am I, am I naturally creative and, you know flexible in terms of my thinking? Am I also though, you know, easily unsettled? Um, You know, that's more so vata energy. Pitta energy shows up in us uh, personality wise as like the go-getters, the people who are highly motivated, but also maybe highly critical, easy to anger. Uh, And then kapha dominance uh, in our personality shows up a lot of times, but not always as calm and steady uh, loyal, but also, you know, resistant to change sometimes, maybe easily lethargic or um, saddened or depressed even. So it's important to understand what energy is natural within you in terms of dominance, but then also consider what is your state of balance or imbalance. Because sometimes we are living in balance within our energy that is natural and sometimes we're not, right? I was talking before about how some people who don't normally feel very heavy emotionally and and, um, mentally are doing so now based on whatever's going on in their lives or how they're affected by current events, right? And so they're having to meet themselves where they are with that, with practices that maybe they never had to do before or variations of practices they never had to do before. You also want to consider how do you normally experience fall? And like I asked you before, like what do you want to shift? And so for anybody who is feeling unsettled, feeling like uh, there's quite an excess or a heightened amount of vata energy, or maybe that's your dosha dominant, so you're easily aggravated this season, you're going to focus on grounding, on routine and stability. Um, Those of you who are pitta dominant or feeling that um, big time pitta energy, powered by, you know, fire and water, um, you're going to want to really focus on continuing to clear out the accumulated heat from the summertime. Uh, You could do this through many practices, Uh, continuing with the practices that brought you self-awareness from the summertime, um, 
eating some um, pumpkin actually <laughs> is a really wonderful uh, um, heat dissipator uh, this time of year. And also you will benefit from the same practices as those who are feeling high vata energy, which is focusing on grounding routine and stability. And then for kapha dominant folks or people who are feeling that, you know, lethargy or heaviness, um, you know, or maybe even you're just feeling steady right now, embrace the light, the dry, the mobile and subtle qualities of vata, because this is, this is the time to really lean into that. But also be very careful that you're not aggravating the kapha energy by overdoing moist, heavy, oily qualities. When it comes to honoring the natural rhythms of the day, Ayurveda's energy, right, the three doshas, the three energies, they cycle in dominance throughout the day around us. And they, we, Ayurveda offers this to us in intervals of time. And so from 6 to 10 a.m., that's when kapha energy is dominant. And so this is a great time to utilize that energy to work on projects of that require endurance of the mind. If you have the ability to create your own schedule or adjust your schedule, this is a wonderful time to do the projects that really require stability and sturdiness of your mind. Your greatest productivity is going to be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. because that's pitta time, right? So that's when we get all the shit done. People go out on their lunch breaks or, you know, whether they're actually leaving their house or leaving their office or, you know, there's just a lot that tends to get done between that time. Also, lunch happens during that time. Um, creative projects and tackling prog problems are going to be well suited for 2 to 6 p.m. because that's when vata energy is um, dominant. And then we cycle back in. 6 to 10 p.m. is kapha energy again, which is why it's a wonderful time to begin our evening wind down to honor that kapha energy. From 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. brings us back into pitta energy. This is why sleep is so important during this time period so that we can use that pitta energy for digestion of the day, of our experiences, and to promote regeneration of all the cells and tissues. <clears throat> and then we cycle back into vata energy again from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., sleeping still, but starting to become aware usually of what's going on around us. We might wake with the sun or by 6 a.m. and get our morning um, routine started. So that's how we honor the natural rhythms of the day. And the reality is, friends, you're not always going to be able to do that. You know, life is lifing. Shit's going on in real time. And so, you know, this is a great guide. But the reality is you may have to be flexible. Remember, nothing's rigid. Ayurveda offers us a foundation, a framework. In order for something to be a framework or a foundation, it kind of does have to be steady and sturdy, right? But we get to be flexible from there. So remember, Flexibility is key. When it comes to a well-timed schedule, you know, again, framework, framework, foundation, right? But we are choosing intentional actions to create harmony. And that is always number one. So Ayurveda offers dinacharya, which are daily practices that allow us to intentionally connect with ourselves, intentionally nourish ourselves. And focusing on this throughout the day is going to be really important. Now, traditionally within Ayurveda, the bulk of the Dhinacharya practices are going to be in the morning. But especially within American culture, for a lot of us, the morning feels like a very pressure you know, cooker kind of time. 
And so that's why, first of all, um, you know, if you can get up with the sun, if you can get up by 6 a.m. and maybe have some space and time for yourself, that's going to be ideal. Yes, of course, you can get up earlier. Some of you might have to based on your responsibilities, right? A grounding morning routine is especially nourishing in the fall. And I also want to encourage you to, you know, not overload your morning. Maybe have anywhere from two to five practices that you do. And that could include your oral hygiene, right? Tongue scraping, brushing your teeth. For instance, for me, always my morning routine is getting up, tongue scraping, brushing my teeth, going to the bathroom and breathing at some point, whether I do that first or I do it after. And then um, I'll typically just spend time quietly, whether that is moving my body. I'm not a big journaler, but I am a big thinker. Um, And so I'll think of things. I might read in the morning, right? Those are the things I will always do. Sometimes if I'm feeling motivated by work, vata dominant, I'll get up and I'll work. Um, depending on what I have coming on during my day. But then just so you know, when you hear me say I might work in the early hours of the morning, that also means that then I rest later. That doesn't mean I continue on and just get more work done. Unless I have to, unless I'm on a deadline. But typically, no. I try to make sure I'm not overworking myself. So make sure, you know, you're spreading out your Um, self-care practices throughout the day. I can help you with this if you've got any questions. But having a stable and grounding morning routine is going to be really, really important so that you can lean on that stability throughout the day. If you notice as the weeks go on that you're wanting to shift your eating practices, please know you can. But also I encourage you to make very small shifts there, not a big overhaul unless there's a medical or health concern involved. Um, And the reason is that remember that eating is such an emotional process. There is so much tied to eating and the process of it and the relationship that we have with eating can often be uh, very complicated. And so I encourage you first to get a really good foundation of self-care practices so that everything doesn't feel like upheaval, okay? Now, the last thing is feeding your senses with different experiences, sights, sounds, tastes, feels, and smells, right? Engaging with life in so many different ways, all to uplift you, to nourish you, to ground you, to create space. So this might be through food, this might be through different experiences, this might be through music, this might be through hugs or, or wearing different uh, types of, of, of clothing, like fabric, this might be through petting your animals more, I don't know, like, right? It could be all kinds of things. It could be changing up the scent that you wear or the soap you use or candles that you burn, I don't know, it could be all kinds of things. Because the thing of it is, friends, we need joy. We need to access joy. We need to enjoy ourselves. And when your to-do list is a mile long, when you're feeling like you need to achieve or you're feeling like, holy shit, the world is literally on fire and rapidly just completely going bananas, right? You have got to access ease. You have got to access joy. You have got to center your well-being so that you are not causing harm outside, you are not walking around dysregulated, and that you can add to the conversations that need to be happened for happening and the actions that need to be taken for justice in a long-term sustainable way. So 
remember when you're depriving yourself of the nurturing you need or when you give yourself too much of one thing and imbalance occurs. So we've got to talk about opposites balance, right? That's what we've been talking about all day or all episode, right? Because we don't want you to manifest unease, stress, and disease. We want ease and whatever else you need more of. So I'm wondering what are your thoughts with this? Kind of how, you know, wondering how this is this landing for you. If you're feeling like, holy shit, stuff, like I really could benefit from all that that you said, <laughs> please, you know, don't feel any certain way about that. That's how, that's what always happens. So remember that it's not about quantity. It's about quality. So feel free to just let the tendency to want to do all the things, just let it go. You know, that's conditioning from dominant culture. And come back to the original question of like, how do you want to feel this fall? And also consider what's one small practice that will support you. Yes, of course, you might have uncovered 10 practices you want to do. But let's start with one and one very small one. So here's the process that I use when I'm working with clients. I offer them these prompts and then we go through them together to refine and clarify whatever they came up with on their own if needed. So the first thing to do is consider the type of energy that's present for you, right? Vata, pitta, kapha. Are you feeling, and also, are you feeling balanced and resourced or not, right? Consider the amount of time you can spare to do your self-care practices. That's your bandwidth. And also consider your capacity, what you're capable of doing with the time and energy you have. Because here's the reality. If you are feeling imbalanced and under-resourced and you also have very little time, then the reality is you may not be able to do this thing in a big bang kind of way every day or three days a week. That's the reality. That might be the ideal that might be what you want to build up to, but it just may not happen right now. And the reality is you're not lesser because of that. That's just the fucking reality. So meet yourself there with compassion. And so what I'd like you to do is take that, that action that you want to do, that self-care practice, and consider it in three different ways. Consider it in three different actions so that you have flexibility, and we do this in the high bandwidth and capacity step, meaning you've got all the time, you've got all the energy, you're feeling balanced. Here's how you're going to do it. Medium bandwidth and capacity. You're kind of like so-so resource, so-so amount of, of time. And then low bandwidth and capacity. You've got very little time, very low energy, maybe feeling possibly imbalanced, not balanced. You might also say, well, Steph, what if the practice needs to change whether I'm, you know, based on if I'm feeling anxious or angry or lethargic? Yes. Consider that as well. If I am feeling anxious, I'm going to do it this way. If I am feeling, you know, angry, critical, I'm going to do it this way. If I am feeling um, unmotivated or just like, I'm going to do it this way. Right? Yes. Consider that. Friend, above all else, remember that slowing down to consider this, slowing down to tend to yourself in small ways that directly align with support that you need for the season 
it is going to create the space for what it is that you want to be present. Maybe not in the entire way you want it, but at least in the step in that direction, right? For being able to breathe, for be for being able to just be, for having clarity, for problem solving, for creativity, for, you know, allowing yourself to take advantage of in in a good way, like enjoy the all the fruits that vata energy has to give us with having a resourced workflow all without, you know, having severe symptoms of sickness or dis-ease or anxiety or burnout, right? All as you just tackle whatever it is you've got to tackle and show up all the ways that you need to. So my friend, I've got some openings on my calendar if you're feeling like you want to talk through some of, um, you know, this exploration of your self-care practices for this season. In real time, we can do it. We'll, we can schedule a release the pressure call on Zoom. We'll discuss how you're experiencing life, how you want to feel as you move through life. And, you know, throughout the call, I'll offer some clarity and we'll end with some customized support with a few simple shifts that you can begin exploring to release the pressure based on your available time and energy. And remember the way that I work, there's no rigidity. There's no shows. There's no judgment. It's all about flexibility and consideration, right? Even if you need more consistency, we're still going to talk about flexibility within it. So head to stephgalante.com slash call for pricing and the link to book. I've also included the link in the show notes. Remember, my friend, you do not have to figure all this out on your own, no matter what the fuck dominant culture says. As always, before we leave one another, I'll offer you some wrap-up considerations. How can you use these teachings or what comes up for you during this episode to human more easily? And also to support and uplift those in your community, especially those who are different from or hold identities more marginalized than your own. How can you use these teachings, what's coming up for you, to connect more authentically and deeply to your community, to begin to move toward mass mutual reliance and away from Western culture's individualism society? Lots of big considerations always. <laughs> Until next time, my friend, please be kind and gentle to yourself just as you would to those who are most precious to you. Whether that is a human, an animal baby, or a plant, I'd love, 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 love to hear from you. Any thoughts about anything I've discussed today, questions, arguments, anything, I love to hear from you. And so please reach out, DM me, email me, whatever it is to share and also a humble request, if you've been loving the show, please share it with your nearest and dearest. Please share it on social media. Please tell everybody about it and leave a review and a rating. My friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well. <laughs>